We are back and we are live. It is UFC 286 from Fight IQ, presented by Rotowire. Main event, Kamaru Usman. Actually, I got to flip that. The A side is Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman 3, the trilogy. I am the Daily Fantasy Sniper. Go by Sniper underscore MMA hosting the show, but with me as always, the co-host, the analyst, the important guys. I'm just here for to introduce the fights, maybe give a couple ha-has along the way. We got Chris, also known as it was at Real Chris Olsen. Now it is the onlyest one on Twitter. Or you can find Joe Thank there. You. Joe, the MMA. At this point, you are the you are the OG, I think. I know a couple OGs won. I had a GPP win last week, but I think you are the MMA OG. Maybe one or two I would throw in there, but well, Joe also I goes gladly, by Sun Tzu. I would gladly sacrifice my crown if I could have a week like you or or Buddha three. The only thing I've I got my I can rest my laurels on is that my 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 infamous Vaseline metric, my my new wave <laughs> MMA stat is four and zero over the last few slates, including Alexa Grasso and Ariane Lipsky. So if you if you actually have been been following my V metric plays, you could you'd be pretty close to being able to afford a car. So I'm yeah. proud of that, but like it's nowhere near as well as you and Mr. Buddha's been Let's, doing. Listen, I, I had a five-figure week, which was great, but I still, I feel like I was owed a little bit because you know this and some, some other people do. The Volkanovski knockdown in round five of Makachev Volkanovski, if he doesn't get that, I take yeah, home $100,000. I know. And I, really win, I, win the GP, I win the GPP that week. But that knockdown takes away Makachev's the last few points he needed, and then all the bulk lineups passed. I felt, so, the entry, right? I, so, I felt so bad for you because I know you were so close. And so this week, sweat. Wow. Uh, yeah, so last week, I mean, it was a nice consolation. Don't get me wrong. Any five I'd love to have play. a sweat. I haven't actually had a sweat, and I can't even remember. So this is the I'm, I'm going to play more than I've been playing, and if I, if I don't hit anything, I'm going to have to scale way back because this is like, you know, like last week I did okay, but um, – I need to kind of get back on track. So, well, this is the week for it, guys. So, before we get started, podcast, like I said, sponsored by Rotowire. Go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10 day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. They got all sports. Clearly, we're here with a baseball or football grass background, but you know, we are not to, not, not to uh, interrupt the promo there, but isn't anybody going to ask me how I feel about the card? I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna, I don't. I'm I don't think we actually commented on the card yet. No, we I didn't. I was doing the intro, but look at Chris. Not even like you know what, Rotowire. You take away our backgrounds. Just, let's just skirt past you guys. No, no, no. How, this, how, this was not a passive aggressive move. It was not. It was just. Um, I'm, I'm just very amped. I'm very. I'm very ready to to talk about. Um, I'm just causing on. trouble. I'm here to cause trouble. Uh, I will say, how do you feel about this? And I, I want you guys to listen to this 15 fight card. We got to keep this shit moving. 15 yeah. fights. How do you feel? And about it's it? 10 p.m. I feel I I feel uh, like I got some some probably pretty crazy plays coming. I think there's some chaotic dogs on this card that could uh, could do really well, particularly in the betting category. But I won't give that away yet. And we are coming to you live from uh, the golf whatever golf tournament is going on right now. We are coming to you live. That's 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 why we're in such hushed tones tonight. We uh, we we are commentating golf after this, so it's well, be a good Chris, time. Well, no, Chris, no, all, all I know is the massive is, upset that we've had in the uh, in March Madness with the with 
Fairleigh Dickinson University, as we in New Jersey referred to them, the Harvard on the hacky. No, no. Okay, wait. Time out. Beating, See, now beating you, Purdue, now, who I actually had go. going to the final on my bracket. Now, I now you are going to get me. Time. You're going to get me fired up. We're going to go on now because I, from, you know, not many people. I worked in college athletics for a long time. Uh, as my career, as my my first career, I guess you would say, I was the sports information director at Sacred Heart University. Sacred Heart is in the same conference, the Northeast Conference, as FDU. I've been to FDU many, many, many times. Uh, Joe, I know they're yeah. in Jersey. That place is a fucking dump. It is. Oh, it totally is. They, that's why they call Harvard on the Hackensack. Oh, stands for the Hackensack River. I didn't even know they had a basketball team. It's such a dump. That place it is, is I awesome. Agree. The Madison awesome. campus is a lot nicer, but like the Harvard on the hacky beats Purdue, who I had going in my bracket into the final game with with Houston. So my bracket's pretty much. Dead. You know what's funny is I picked a 16 seed in my bracket. It wasn't that one. Wow! I took the shot on Northern Kentucky. Houston got it done. Okay. All right. Anyway, we digress. Let's talk Let's about go. this this card. Let's start off. Joe, we got some Vaseline metric here. Juliana Miller, 9,400, taking yes, on Veronica Hardy at 6,800. Line on this fight, uh, Miller, minus 500. Veronica Hardy, formerly Veronica Macedo, plus 350. Um, uh, Joe, we're going to start with you and see yeah. if the, what the Vaseline metric is. Who picks it? I think Miller smashes, but am I crazy? Okay, so, so to be clear, the Vaseline metric that I kind of debuted on creating Alpha with Brett Apley, um, you know, a few weeks ago is purely based on physicality. Um, and, and by physicality, I mean, this, I mean, attractiveness. We, we so it. it does not actually endorse a pick based on fighting skills. It's purely based on attractiveness. Now I've actually taken some heat. I kind of leaked what I was kind of leaning for the, um, you know, for the V metric on this fight. And, uh, I think there are a lot of people out there that think that believe Killer Miller is a bit more attractive than than you know Veronica Machado Hardy, but I am going to have to go with my initial gut where I have I have Hardy at uh, 2.5 jars of glass of Vaseline or 2.5, and I have Juliana Miller at like a one and three quarter jar of Vaseline. So, so that is telling me that the V metric selection is Hardy for this fight. The the selection that I'm making is Miller, but like if you're going if you're going to tail the V metric, you got to go with with um, Masato Hardy in this fight. <laughs> this is what happens when you make this podcast at ten o'clock, Chris. This is your fault. <laughs> if, you just, on you. if you just tuned in, I, if you just tuned in, I swear to God, this is a fight podcast. I promise <laughs> that it is. Um, it's and four and zero, guys. The V metric is four and zero. I'm gonna get it. Well, here comes the here comes the fight metric. I'm gonna get this back on track. Um, yeah. I, Sean, you asked the question: Are you crazy? I think making a, a three on one or a four on one fighter, professional fighter, minus 100 against anybody is pretty crazy. Um, particularly when you're talking about Miller, somebody wants to use their physicality, use their wrestling, but is really really sloppy. Uh, in her UFC debut, is Threw herself out of position a bunch of times, and the only win Macedo has, Hardy has, I apologize, is a submission off her back against Pollyanna Vienna, which is not a, um, you know, which is not a bad accomplishment. In fact, it's the only time Pollyanna Vienna has ever been submitted in her career. Um, 
Rihanna's going to be much bigger. An accredited black belt is Pollyanna Pierre. Absolutely. Good to have you back, Joe. An accredited black belt, yes. And um, uh, Miller is going to use her physicality. She's going to use her wrestling. But she's going to give Macedo, Hardy, I did it again, my apologies, a lot of chances here. Um, Her striking is also very rusty gate, very amateurish. And if uh, Hardy is one thing, she is very active and very agile. I think she has a lot of opportunities here. Uh, I'm going to give away my hot take very early. Plus 1,200 on the submission for Hardy. That is concentrated crazy by itself. Um, that is a play to make. Uh, I don't I don't trust Miller at all. Um, I'm going with Hardy here, and um, I, I, I think it's a good play. I think the line is way off. Hardy for the win. Okay. Uh, Joe, are you getting Chris breaking up and not moving a lot, by the way? Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I'm having some issue. Okay, could be me. Could just be me. All right. Uh, that was, by the way, a long breakdown for the 15th fight of the card, guys, and you just tighten the shit up. Yep. Ludovic Klein, 8,400. Taking on. No, no, no. You too, Rambly McGee. Ludovic Klein, 8,400. I'm getting both of you. Jai Herbert, 7,800. Uh, line on this fight. Ludovic Klein is somewhere on this list. Minus 210. Jai Herbert is plus 165. Got our first England fighter on this card, by the way, from the O2 in London, England. If we didn't mention that, we should. Fight starts 1 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you don't miss any. Chris, who you got? Let's give the salary, Sean. Let's start giving the salaries. I, I did right in the beginning oh, of you did? both okay. the fights. Yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> no, it's, it's man, no, it is very late. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like this fight a lot. Um I like Ludovic Klein. I always have. My only problem with him is that he's a little bit too uh, passive. And we saw a little bit of that in Jai Herbert in the first round of his last fight. Could have been because he was worried about the takedown. Could have been because he was coming back uh, from being knocked out. And now I'm getting some spinny wheel. Do you guys see me still? Yeah, you're really yeah, You are breaking up, though. Okay. I, uh, let's see. I, it's, if it keeps happening, I'll come out and come back in. Maybe I'll do that after this one anyway. But uh, I think Jai Herbert is um, just – I think he's, he's the better defensive fighter. Uh, I think he's the slicker striker overall. Ludwig Klein is probably a little bit faster. Um, I think Herbert's a little bit more powerful. And I like the way he puts his combination together a little better. I like how active he is. So I'm going Herbert here. I think this can be like a staring contest that devolves – and it's all like a one-strike knockout. So we could get a staring contest. We could get a finish with a lot of points. But my pick is Herbert. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so Herbert's two and three in the UFC, and Klein is three and two, right? None of the, Neither of these are prolific DraftKings scores. I think each fighter has only scored 100 points once. So that's two 100-point scores in 10 fights. Um you know, uh, he did win against Mason Jones, Ludovic Klein is, did last fight at 7K. Um, so you're paying significantly more for him. Uh, in a decision, he put up 76 points. That's not going to work at 8.4K. I don't really love this fight all that much for DraftKings. Um, I think it could be interesting. Um, I actually have Herbert in one of my Rainmaker lineups, so I really would like Herbert to win here. But I think Klein is just a little bit better – and he has wrestling in his back pocket. Not that you 
see him use it all that often. So I'm going to go with Klein, but I'll be pulling for Herbert just because of my Rainmakers lineup. Uh, Chris, you saw you saw. Uh, Started this fight. You started this fight. My mistake. Uh, I, I'm I'm leaning towards the Klein side, but it's not a very strong take. I'll have both sides. Uh, next up, Joanne Wood, 8600, taking on Luana Carolina, 7600 line on this fight. Joanne Wood minus 175, Carolina plus 145. Quite the step down in competition from Joanne Wood. I think she gets it done. Joe, who you got? Yeah. So there's really no V play on this card. I mean, if you if you ask me, I'd. I'd say that Wood is an under two V rating, um, and and as is Carolina. Um, you know, I have some concerns about uh, Joanne Wood here. I mean, interestingly enough, you know, she's been a pretty prolific scorer on on DraftKings, even in decisions. If you look at her striking, I mean, you know, she's put up. And again, this this don't you have to look back, but like you know, she throws up a, a decent amount of significant strikes. I just think she's too expensive here. Um, she's on a three-fight losing streak. Um, yes, against, you know, Brasso, Santos, and Murphy. So you're right, there's a bit of a step down in competition. But I believe she's, what, 37 years old, um, has been kind of hinting at, um, you know, wanting to start a family, I believe. You know, this is all kind of narrative, which kind of, you know, takes me off. Um, you know, JJ here. Um, I'm actually going to go with, with Carolina at, at the upset. I think she's got more to fight for. I, I, I believe that if she loses to a fighter who's coming off of, um, you know, three straight losses that she's likely going to be cut. Um, maybe not. She's eight and three. Uh, she's, she's two and one in her last two fights. Uh, she lost against Molly McCann. Uh, she beat, um, Godinez and Botello. Um, I look, I, she's not a prolific scorer either, but at 7.6 K, you know, what, what do you need? She actually beat Priscilla catch beating. Who's a pretty aggressive fighter, put up 102 points, um, in that fight. So she's younger. Um, she's not hinting at retirement. Um, I think at 7.6 K she's live. So this is not a B metric play, but this is a play that I like as my first underdog pick. I'm going with Carolina here to get the upset. Wow. Okay. Uh, that would be bad for me on, on DraftKings. Um, Chris, you got? Yeah, I actually think Joanne Wood is uh, like one of your mainstay cash plays. I, I, I don't see how she, I don't see how she loses this fight. Oh, there's, far, um, there's so many far better plays. I, mean, I, I, I don't I – don't, well, you, you talked about that she's actually pretty good DraftKings for her last win against Jessica I because – she, she she threw up 148 significant strikes in the three rounds. Yeah, but that was when that was when Crocs were cool and and she was that was in 2021. Yeah, uh, 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 you know she was so, so she was 35. Now she's 37. And she's still gonna be so, she's still gonna be so much faster. Than and you, and you could pay down 100 dollars and get the most prolific drafting one of the most prolific drafting scores. Uh, is a hundred dollars cheaper? So why in the hell would you play Joanne Wood? Well, fine. well you can you, you can have an eighty-six and an eighty-five on the same card. Who's asking you to? Yeah, choose? but I, there's a, there's far more risk in in Joanne Wood scoring a hundred points than there is in Casey O'Neill. And by the way, I think Maya's well, a good player. You need hundred points in a cash lineup. Uh, okay, you you play Wood at your own risk, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna 
I'm gonna play wood. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking so you can't make a sex joke about it. But I am gonna play wood, and uh, I I think I think that Carolina is like she got the baby giraffe thing going on. Uh, even at 36, 37, the wood's gonna be much smoother, much faster. I just don't see any way Carolina wins. You're um, thinking of a Joanne Wood that no longer exists. You're thinking uh, of a Joanne Wood who's not 37 but, years old. But I'm not. So look at Joe. Look at her and, and John. I'm, I'm trying to move. Uh, Joe won't let me. Hey, look at look at her losses. By the way, she she beat Lauren Murphy. She won that fight. And so she you, lost Chris, you know who James Tahuna is? <laughs> All right, we're not doing this. We got fifteen fight card. Next fight up, we're going no. Jake Hadley, ninety three hundred, taking on Malcolm Gordon at sixty nine hundred. Jake Hadley is a large favorite, minus four fifty. The comeback on Malcolm Gordon is plus three twenty five. Malcolm Gordon, who sometimes gets jabbed and then likes to fall. Malcolm um, Gordon missed weight, by the way, significantly, and yeah, Hadley looked horrible on the scale. He and Hadley's going to want to grapple for for what that's worth. Uh, Chris, you are first for this fight. Who you got? Yeah, I, this is another one uh, not not as lopsided to me as a minus five hundred for a three and one fighter, but to the point that Jake Hadley hasn't really shown anything. There, Malcolm, I would say Malcolm Gordon has lost and beaten better competition than Jake Hadley is at least in the UFC. I mean, he beat Candelario, and that only happened because Candelario took him down. I, that fight was pretty even before that happened. Uh, Malcolm Gordon, I know we all. Shied away from him after Albazi, and then after Sumadarji just kind of melted him, and he just kind of went away. But he's shown good things after that. He showed good things against Figueredo, and uh, he showed he was in there to fight. Maybe he resolved to himself, okay, I'm going to get hit. I got to get used to it. He scrambled with Mokayev pretty well, at least at the beginning, before Mokayev took over. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't love the idea of taking two sub 7,000 players on one card, but I just don't know why Hadley would be so highly priced here. He hasn't done anything. Malcolm Gordon has turned himself to be more than capable on his feet. Again, his defense looked better. His pain tolerance looked better uh, of late, and um, Hadley just hasn't done anything. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with the big dog here. Uh, next. Yeah, I don't hate that play, Chris. I mean, Hadley is my least favorite fighter uh, greater than 9K. Um, he's my least favorite in that group. So there are one, two, three, four, five fighters I like more than him. <laughs> greater than 9K. I think he probably gets to win here, but I don't hate that play. And I like the fact that Gordon missed weight by a lot because that means he probably just stopped. And Hadley tried to make weight and he paid for it by looking like garbage. So... I don't hate that play on Gordon. I think Hadley's going to win here, but I really do like where your mind was in, in giving Gordon a shot at 6.9K for all the reasons you mentioned. All right, let's go. Next fight up. We'll talk. Which which Duncan is this? This is Christian Leroy Duncan. 8,700 taking on Dusko Todorovic at 7,500. Uh, line on this fight Duncan is a minus 225 favorite. Todorovic, the comeback, plus 185. Uh, I think Todorovic is a very, very live dog. Uh, I really, Duncan needs to make him blow his load, and Duncan's going to get hit. And just, if he doesn't get finished, though, I think he'll finish Todorovic. Kind of similar to how Todorovic beat um, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. What's his fucking name? 
Something uh, right. Jordan Wright. Jordan Wright. Um, Similar to that, maybe not as severe, but I, I think Duncan's going to have to weather an early storm. And But I do think Todorovic is live because I'm not sure Duncan – I've seen Duncan hurt a lot. So I'm still going to pick Duncan because I think he's technically better. I just I – don't, I, don't, I don't like the way he's reacted to getting hit sometimes. Uh, Joe, you're first. Yeah, I, um, I don't disagree about Todorovic being a live dog here. I, I think this is a fight you should probably have some exposure to. Um, just based on, on salary – with uh, Todorovic at 7.5K, I'm likely going to own more of him because there are there are too many fighters that I like better in and around um, the 8.7K that uh, Duncan is, is is priced at. And the fact that, um, you know, this is his UFC debut. Um, you know, so I, I'll pick Duncan for the win. But in terms of drafting and in terms of ownership, I'm likely going to have higher ownership on on the dog at 7.5k. Chris, who you got? Uh, just go to Dorovich, uh, aka according to the best fight odds, Durko, Durko to Dorovir, which they've never changed for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to Durko. Not only has uh, Duncan hurt, as you said, but watch four or five of his fights that I can get my hands on. He was taken down and held down in every single one of them. And Todorovic has been grappling more lately um, because he, he knows he has to. He doesn't want to take as much damage, whatever the case. But um, I think Todorovic could probably out-grapple Duncan. Uh, I do think he's actually pretty slick on the feet. He throws in some good feints and stuff and uh, some kicks, although he gets a little too crazy with the spinning kick. But um, – I just don't see anything overwhelming about him now. You don't need to be overwhelming to knock out Dorovich. But um, I think that, as Joe said, you should have both sides because I do think this one ends early. I think if it's a Durko fight, you can't help but end early. But uh, I'm going to take the dog here again. I, I know these are going to burn me. At least one of them will. But uh, I'm taking the dog here again. I think he can outgrapple. Uh, I think he can throw some hands. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm taking Dorovich uh, for the run. All right, next fight up. Let's talk Lerone Murphy, 8,300. Take it on Gabriel Santos at 7,900. Line on this fight right now, Lerone Murphy is minus 185, Santos plus 150. You got some line value here building on Lerone Murphy, and I'm actually skeptical. I, I, I think I'm... I think this is going to be a really, really tight fight. Gabriel Santos is really good, LFA champion. Santos hits... Hits hard. I think Larones might be a little, little better technically, but Santos is a good way of just making people miss and getting the shot that he wants off. I, I've gone back and forth in this fight three times. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm landing on Larone Murphy, but this is a really close fight. There's a lot of odds value on Murphy. I think he's gonna be really highly owned, and I, I, I would hesitate from just slamming on that odds value. Gabriel Santos is not. I know he's a short notice replacement, UFC newcomer. When guys are cage warrior champs and LFA champs, like take a beat. Just take a beat. He's good. He's a legit prospect. Um, I am still leaning towards Murphy for hometown and a little better technically, but this is gonna be a fun fight. Uh Chris, who you got? I actually I'm actually not looking at this fight too much. I think it could be kind of a slow pace to like uh like uh counter pressure counter striker versus regular counter striker. Uh Laurent Murphy has grappled a little bit. We know he can. He did it against Carter Hollis, but uh, 
I don't really see that in the future. I think um, I think a lot of this can be a staring contest with like some flurries in between. If I have to make a pick here, I'm gonna go. I I take what you say about um, Santos counter shot, but I'm gonna go Murphy. Just a little bit of uh, what I see as a cleaner striker, a little bit of a cleaner boxer. I do think it's close fight. As I say, um, don't really see a lot of points in this one. So I'm probably going to be skipping it mostly on the 15 fights. Joe, who you got? Yeah, you know, so Murphy was 3-1 and one in the UFC, has only scored 100 points, over 100 points once. <clears throat> um, if Santos was not taking this fight on short notice and didn't have to travel um, as far to, uh, you know, to London from Brazil, um, I would like him a lot more. Um, I see this as a coin flip, quite honestly. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see Murphy as minus 180 here. I see this as, you know, minus 110, minus 120. You want to give him 10 points for being at home and, you know, being able to sleep in his own bed. That's fine. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm with Chris. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this fight. Um, maybe maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, again, three, three, and a, three wins and a draw, um, 41, 107. 60 and 82. Not exactly a prolific scorer here. So, and again, you know, Santos is good. I mean, 10 and 0, LFA is, is no joke. I mean, that is at least equal, if not superior, to Cage Warriors. Probably superior. And it really is a feeder for the UFC. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to pick Murphy just because of the intangibles. You know, being home, you know, not having a full training camp. But it would not surprise me at all, and I don't expect to be owning a lot of this fight. Fair enough. All right, next fight up, we got Muhammad Mokayev, 9,700, taking on uh, Jafel Philho at 6,500. Line in this fight, Mokayev's minus 900, Philho plus 575. So we just move on. Right, hang on. Hang on. This is a dangerous, dangerous-ass fight to me for Muhammad Mokayev. I don't like what I saw against Malcolm Gordon last time out, who I don't rate very highly. I think he leaves opportunities. I still think he's young and on the come out. And Javel Fieldhole is a tough guy who's going to make him fight. I don't think Fieldhole is going to get run over. And I think if you don't get, if Mokaya doesn't run over you, I still don't know what he has for you. Like he's, he's, he's got all the skills. He's there. He should be a big favorite. I'm not saying I'm not picking him. I am. I just, one, I don't think it's this very well could not be a squash match. Like I'm just, I'm hesitant to just, just be like, Oh yeah, he's going to run through. Him. I, I would hold up on that. And then the real issue here is Makaya's price is 9,700. Look, there has, in since 2022, and I'm going to give away some optimal now, optimal line of analysis that, that I've been using. And I have, if you go on my Twitter, I, I have places that uh, you can, you can check out, but, there has never been more than two fighters since 2022, more than 9,000 on the optimal lineup. We got 90s. We got 15 fight card. There is a lot of fighters over 9,700. Mokayev, Shore, Miller, Hadley, Nelson, Vittori, Peterson. He's got to be in the top three scoring there, and they have to fit. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel so good about it. I'm going to be underweight to Makayev. I think he wins, and I'm going to be overweight to Phil Hole because I'm not – I I would not surprise me to see a guy like Makayev slip up. He's a hype train I'm not all in on yet. That's just – that's my read on it. Uh, Chris, who you got? 
Yeah, I basically agree. The only thing I would say is uh, you mentioned it, but uh, for me, it's more salary based than it is that I think he's actually going to lose the fight. But, but particularly because, like, Fiala's very active off on the ground, very active off his back, you know, look for legs. And I don't think he's going to sub Makaya here, but I do think he can slow Makaya down and maybe make him not look uh, for as much grappling. Uh, or have him stall out in positions he, he normally wouldn't. So I, I agree. I think he's going to win. I, I, I think Philo maybe wants to spend a little too much time on the ground and maybe rack up the control time that way, but that's not going to get 120 points. I just feel like uh, Kai's going to get stalled out here. And even if it's in the opposition, again, like you say, it's not going to be enough for 9,700. So the pick is Makaya, but um, yeah, I'm probably going to be underweight. I don't see that 120 points coming back for a fourth consecutive time. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so uh, Gordo Gambles, who does a podcast with Brett Apley on Brett Apley's premium uh, channel, Daily Fan MMA, um, dropped some narrative on me that I really like. Um, I love narrative, but this was very interesting, and it's, it's not anything I've actually heard before. Apparently, um, Markiev is nursing a really bad shoulder that is going to require surgery, and I believe he's already committed to having surgery after this card, but he wanted to be on the card at the O2. So look, take that for what it's worth. Um, this is another guy who is coming uh, from Brazil um, to fight against a guy who is home, but you're right. Like Gordon had some moments, um, you know, you got to play Mokayev, you know, based on his scoring and DraftKings, but I think, you know, if you're doing 20, 20 lineups, you should probably have lineups without Mokiev in them. I'm not saying you have to play Philo, but um, have a few lineups without Mokiev. Um, what do you mean a few? Me. A, f- a few? Yeah. How many, how you play 20 lineups, how many have Mokiev? Well, you're, you're probably going to have, you're probably going to have, look, you're probably going to have 10 to 12, probably. I'm not. Most people are. Uh, he's going to be probably fifty percent owned. Yeah, I'm going to have. If I have twenty lineups, I'm going to have three or four. Okay. You, you yeah. know, I. Well, we don't see ninety-seven hundred like this. I think that's going to. Well, part, part of the problem is what you have to look at is, you have to look at the fact that he is a scoring machine, and people are going to look at that and they're going to see one twenty-six, one twenty-two, one twenty. Right. Yeah, maybe. And you're going to see nine. 9.1K, 9.5K, and 9.6K, right? So he's made his number in his last three fights at over 9,000. So he's going to be really popular. And and I know people that are going to put him in a lot of lineups because they see a lot of value, um, you know, underneath him. So I think he's going to be really highly owned. I I think people are going to be playing him really heavily. And what's what's stopping me is the narrative, you know, because I love narrative. So we'll see. Yeah, we will. Uh, Chris, who you got? Uh, once again, I went first, John. You That's did really? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, it's too late, man. I'm like falling asleep here. This is too. This is too late for a dad with with a with a kid in kindergarten. I'm barely. I'm barely holding it together. Hope you. Hope you guys cut me some slack out there. Jeez. Yeah, we will. Uh, Sam Patterson, 9,000, taking on Yanal Ashmoz at 7,200. Uh, Patterson is the favorite in this one. He is minus 
275. The comeback on Ashmo's plus 220. I think Patterson is a prospect that may get tested. I just, uh, I'm, I'm not a believer in Denal Ashmo's. I, I don't think this is the spot Patterson gets tested. I think his wrestling carries him through here. Um, Joe, you were first this time. Yeah, so I've been hearing a lot of secret love for Ashmo's. Um, a lot of secret love um, across the board um, from, from, from several different people and, um, you know, who I respect that they really think that this is a good play at, um, what is it, 7.5? Where is he? He is, I said it's 7.2. 7. 7.2. A lot of people are saying a lot of people are liking him now. Again, he's five nine. Patterson is six three, right? So, um, you know, one that should make him easier to take down. Um, but also, if Patterson could fight at range, you know, he could probably piece him up. I- I'm actually going to go with the dog here. I'm going to go with, and again, this is solely based off of the opinions of several people that I respect who don't understand this line and who think that Ash. Ash Moose has got like a real shot here and that this should be a, an even fight. Um, and Patterson is, is getting, is getting way too much steam. So I'm building lineups with Ash Moose. I mean, you could really do a lot at 7.2 K. Um, so um, I'm going to play him. He's going to be my pick. Um, and again, that's probably maybe why I'm getting to Loki up so much because, you know, you got a 7.2 K guy in there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Ash Moose. Uh, Chris, who you got? Chris? Yeah, you're on mute, buddy. Sorry, I was, somebody somebody told me to, uh, to hit the cough button before, so I'm self-conscious. Um, yeah, I can understand not liking Patterson. He's got a real case of tall man defense going on. Uh, he just pulls straight back, and it gets him hit, but again, Joe mentioned it, the, the, the eight or nine-inch uh, reach disadvantage. I haven't seen Ashmoose wrestle all that much, but even if he does, Patterson's really good at locking up those chokes with those long arms. I just don't see a lot of pathways for Ashmoose here. I don't really know what he's going to do. I know he likes to wade into the fire. I know he gets hit a lot himself, and that's not really good if, you, if, you're, if you're dealing with that big of a reach disadvantage. So, um, yeah, Ashmoose, look, if, if – uh, as as Joe likes to say, uh, I'll need a pork chop if Ash moves uh, wins it because I really didn't see a lot in him. And uh, I think the fate on Patterson is going to come next time around. But for this time, I'm taking uh, I'm taking the tournament. All right, next fight up. Let's talk Omar Morales, 8,200, and Chris Duncan at 8,000. Line on this fight is gone. Best fight odds happened. Some kind of weird. That's it, folks. Could just be me. Uh, Chris Duncan's minus 115. Morales minus 105. It's a pick them across the board, depending what site you look at. Um, and I kind of agree with that. I'm leaning towards Chris Duncan right now, but it's it's not a strong lead. And I think if anybody's going to get a finish for DK, it's probably Morales. So that's my quick 10,000-foot analysis in that one. Um, Chris, who do you have? I, I was ready to pick Morales when I saw Chris Duncan's pick. He's kind of a brawler who waits forward and gets hit. But the, the problem with Morales is he's not – he's methodical to the point of being inactive. He'll throw some hard kicks. But um, in his last fight, he, he sort of he sort of stood in front and got knocked out. And that could happen here too. 
I mean, he was getting frustrated. He could see it. He was getting hit, getting hit, and then he would just throw these wild hammers that uh, were easily dodged by the opponent. I don't know if Duncan dodges anything, but um, I, I can't pick Morales. I mean, you want to talk about point scored. I don't think he scored above 72 or 68 in his UFC career. So um, even when he doesn't score, um, this could be different because I do think these are – uh, Duncan's an action fighter. He's going to bring it, but um, I just can't trust the guy. Morales is going to be so inactive, so my pick has got to be Duncan. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think Duncan's actually met a punch he doesn't want to get hit by. Um, I like Morales and GPPs. Um, it is purely GPP. Um, you know, you're right, Chris. He hasn't he hasn't been a prolific scorer. This has been this is the cheapest price. Um, I, I can't see what he was priced at. For Giga, but his last three salaries, he's been progressively dropping 87, 85, 84, and now he's at 8.2. So, again, this is tournament only, but um, I do kind of like him here. Okay, let's go ahead. Let's talk about our next fight, which is Jack Shore at 9,500, taking on Makwana and Mercani at 6,700. This is the featured prelim, by the way. It's a soft featured prelim. Man, they're giving. Okay. Anyway. For a good it's card, this is a soft feature prelim for a good card. Um, minus 550, uh, Mach 1 to come back plus 390. That's right, Mach 1, so take your great topology picture and see in Cage Warriors, but um, I think Shore wins this one pretty comfortably. Uh, who's first for this one? Joe? Hey. Joe. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, you know, Mark 1 could have his moments in the first round, you know, which is, you know, we've seen him be effective, you know, and then just like hypergas. Um, I like Shore here. I don't know how much I like him at 9.5K um, because I don't think he's going to get a first-round finish. I think it's going to – actually, he's never gotten a first-round finish in the uh, UFC. And last fight out, he was finished by, by Ricky Simone. He got subbed. Um, so if you look at his fights prior to that, third-round win, third-round win, third-round win, uh, second-round win, third-round win, right? So, look – you know, he could rack up some points. I mean, this is by far the most expensive he's ever been at 9.5K. I don't know how much of him I'm going to have. I mean, purely to pick the win, I'll pick him to win. His his last his last fight against Ricky Simone, which he lost by sub in the second round, that was his first loss. So he's 16-1. and one. So I have to feel that he's going to try to prove something. Um, I, I like him to get the win here, but don't be surprised if uh, Marwan has some moments in – round one before he gasses out in round two. Hey, uh, Chris. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mac Juan is going to do Mac Juan things, which is come out really fast, gas out, get tired and lose. Um, Joe, I think you're being a little generous. Say it's, it's going to happen in round two. Generally, he doesn't wait till the end of round one for it to happen. It happens towards the end of round one. Um, he could hang on, but and this may be even worse for him because Jack Shore is a good grappler. Jack Shore, um, I think, went uh, uh, six of eight for takedowns defended against Ricky Simone. It's worthy of note that that was not just a sub, but a club and sub, which makes it a little bit different in my mind because Nakwana uh, Amerikani's boxing has never been any good. I just don't see how he gets to Jack Shore in any way. The only uh, thing here is sure they get the points if they grapple together uh, you give Mac on a chance but then again he's gonna 
retired and sure doesn't mind throwing hands. He's a good combination puncher. He pressured a lot. And then strike finished the UFC. I feel like this might be the first one. Um, I, I like sure a little bit at 9,500. I don't know how much upside is there exactly. Um, but I do like him. I'll have a, a few shares just as maybe a contrarian payout because I can't, I have to trust McNair McConaughey to combust as he always does. And sure, he's going to be there to pick up the pieces. Just a matter of when it happens. But I'm going to take a shot. I'm going Jack Shore to put up some points here. All right. For the people listening via audio, we're going to take a quick break for our awesome sponsors. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay, YouTube people and everybody else, we're back. That was a weird pause, I know, but I was asked to do it, so I'm to have a little bit of fun with it. It can't be your average commercial break here on Fight IQ, which, by the way, make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free 10-day free trial to all their content. No credit card required, and even more importantly, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Subscribe to Rotowire MMA on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, I'm sure we're there. Hit that subscribe button. Make us very, very happy. And then listen to us talk about Marvin Vittori at, huh, 9,100. Roman Delize at 7,100. Why did I say, huh? Well, let me give the odds first. Vittori minus 250. Delize plus 200. If you didn't guess it, this is my dog spot. I, You put your pants on backwards, I think you're a moron who can't, like, like I'm not going to be picking you most times. And that is exactly what Marvin Vittori did. Cross. Never know. Yeah, he's uh, look. I'm not saying Delize is going to go out. I think Delize is a very, very live dog. Well, I don't think Marvin Vittori is that good. I think Delize can outvolume him. I think Delize has got the takedown potential there. It's just I think this fight, like you said earlier, people are thinking um, that that it was the Ashmo's Patterson fight should be 50-50. This fight, to me, is more 50-50 than that one. The issue here is the name value in Marvin Vittori. But you saw what Delize did to the last name value guy he fought. I'm not convinced he's going to do it here 100%, but I'm going to ride with him because I, I'm i fading Marvin Vittori. I just, yeah, sorry. I'm not not on, not on the Marvin Vittori train, and I won't be. Um, I'll continue to kick, pick against him even if he wins. Don't think he's that good. Okay, now that I've bashed Marvin Vittori sufficiently, I'm going to hand it over to Joe. Yeah, I, I like uh, Vittori quite a bit here. I, mean, I know you do. Yeah, let's let's look at his losses. A guy by the name of Robert Whitaker. Um, if I, you know, I may be wrong, but I think he was a former champion. Um, is Israel Adesanya also a former champion? And he's essentially, you know, beat everybody else. Um, so look, I, I think you know Roman is a guy who has overshot his skis, and. Look, I, I get the love for him. I, I get it. I really do. Um, it's interesting that a guy named Roman is fighting an Italian in Marvin Vittori. Um, but I, I think, you know, Vittori could actually style up here um, on, on Roman. Look, I, I, again, this could be a pork chop, but everything, the metrics, the, comp the level of competition, you know, screams Vittori. I mean, look at numbers he's put up. I mean, you know... Paula Costa puts up 122 points against Paula Costa. 
puts up 62 points in a loss against Izzy. His worst fight, arguably, was his last fight against Robert Whitaker. He only put up 15 points. He scored 156 points against Kevin Holland. <laughs> I, you know, I think he's got the potential to break the slate at 9.1K. I love Vittori here. I like him a lot. I don't fault people, um, you know, for the overachiever that is Roman. Um, and I think he has been an overachiever, but I really do think he's been overshooting his skis. Yes, Cheyenne Lipsmith is hot, um, so I get it. Um, you know, former Cheyenne buys, um, so I get that. But still, um, I really like Victoria a lot here. Chris? Yeah, uh, Sean, my friend, I think you've bought into a hype train here. While, while saying you want to fade one, which is interesting uh, to me. Um, I just I, – I, but come on, like – I understand not liking it, but it's just. I wrote the lead I mean, he was getting he was getting boxed up by Jackerman. Who does that? And then he he gets he takes he takes Jackerman down. Look, it's interesting to note that the the last two wins the lead had have been wins because the opponent took him down. Uh, that happened with Paul, uh, and it happened with um, Jack Manson and uh, Jack Manson. Look, he's never going to get that position again if he fights a thousand times. The position he got on Jack Hermanson. So, I I just don't know what kind of mileage you're going to get out of there. I, I think that uh, Vittori boxes him up in space. And Vittori is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and he's, gonna, he's very physical. So, I don't even know if Belita will be able to do all that stuff to him if, if they scramble on the ground. It would be cool to see. And I don't know how well he's going to score. That's that's the other thing. I think uh, Lice is very durable, if nothing else. Um, so this might be a, a majority pick for me. But I can't pick Lice here. This has got to be where he runs into the wall, I think. So I'm going with Tori. See you guys Saturday. If Delete wins, I'm going to have a good day. Casey O'Neill, 8,500, taking on Jennifer Maya, 7,700. Line in this fight. King. King Casey is. Minus 185, come back on Maya, plus 150. Uh, Joe mentioned earlier, you know, picking a Joanne Wood who wasn't doesn't exist anymore. If you're picking Jennifer Maya, I think that's exactly what you're doing. Jen, Jennifer Maya does not exist anymore. And I think new school fighter like Casey beats her anyway. I think Casey will be fine on the feet. She'll be dominant on the ground if it gets there. Give me King Casey, and I feel pretty good about it. Um, Chris, you're first. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it, too, and I was surprised to see a lot of Maya picks uh, out there. I just don't think she does enough. She's a, she's a good boxer. She's got physicality, as we saw in the Shevchenko fight, but um, Casey just overwhelming. The 225 significant strikes in three rounds, she threw in the Roxy Montefiore fight, plus grappling. Um, I don't think she'll catch a sub off her back like she did against Joanne Wood. Uh, I think she's just going to be there to be hit, maybe throw a few counters. Maybe uh, get swallowed up uh, a little bit by the pressure and pace of uh, Casey O'Neill. So, yeah, I like her quite a bit, too. I don't really see the appeal of Maya. Even if she won, I don't really see how she scores. Um, So give me O'Neill to keep that hype train rolling. Joe? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Maya makes me a little nervous. Um, But I've got Casey on the V's metric at two and a quarter to two and a half. Um, if you look at her last four fights, 122, 131, 110, and 140. 
Um, and now we're getting her at a pretty significant discount off of her last two fights. She was 9.5K against Roxy and 9,000 against, uh, you know, Antonina Shevchenko. Um, you know, her debut, she was 8,500 against Dotson. And then she was actually a dog against Laura Proposcio and scored 110 points. So I like Casey here. I, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous because Maya is, is good or at least was good. But um, this is Casey in front of the home crowd. Four fight winning streak, nine and zero. Um, you know, scores a two and a quarter to two and a half on the V scale. Um, I, I like Casey here. I think she's going to be pretty popular um, based on her, you know, prolific scoring uh, and the fact that you're getting her at a pretty substantial discount to her last two fights. All right, next fight up. Let's talk Gunny Nelson, ninety two hundred. Brian Barbarina, seven thousand. The line on this fight: Gunny's minus three seventy five. Barbarina's plus two eighty. Um, this comes down to can can Gunny get it down down and how quickly? I think he does. I actually think he gets it done early, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if he kind of has to find his way in. And if Barbarina can keep it on the feet, he he's live. I don't know how big he'll score in that type of fight. Um, unless he just totally wears out Gunny. I, I, so Barbarina isn't my least favorite dog on the card, I should say. Like he's not he's not dead. I just when I'm breaking the fight down, I do think Gunny finds a submission uh, more times than not. But th- there's a path for Barbarina. There's there's a viable path. I'm not I'm not xing him out like uh, I personally will be to like a Malcolm Gordon. And shots to anybody who picked Malcolm Gordon. But me that's me personally. Uh, this fight is Joe. Yeah, I, I I have heard some love for Barbarina, and I don't get it. I mean, he's been beating ghosts, really. I mean, his, his good scores have been coming up against ghosts of other fighters. Not to mention, um, you know, someone in in the in the crowd fanned themselves, and Barbarina went down. Um, you know, if Gunny can't get this fight to the ground, I would be absolutely shocked. Now, you know, he, he looked a little bit like he was playing with his food in his last fight, like. I was screaming because I had Gunny by sub. I'm screaming, come on. How do you not finish this guy? How do you not finish this guy? So, you know, he's going to he's gonna take him down. He's going to get a buttload of control time. Um, I just don't know what his score is going to be, but I like Gunny a lot here. I don't think he's going to try to strike with Barbarina, but, like, come on. Like, look at who Barbarina has beaten recently. He's been on a decline. He's had surgeries. He wasn't sure whether he was ever going to fight again, and he literally has looked good against ghosts. So I don't get the love for Barbarina here. I, I, you know, this is essentially a home fight for Nelson, and and you know the rumor here is, and again, I know how you guys like rumor and narratives. They want to get Nelson a win so he could fight on the Conor McGregor card because Nelson is a buddy and training partner of Conor McGregor. So. They want to put him into a fight that's gonna that's gonna get him a relatively easy win, and then he can transition into uh, the fight, the card that Carnell McGregor is fighting on. But that, I, that I, Conor I like McGregor fight is so far in the future because my dude's not in the testing pool because he's still yeah. cycling. Well, like, I don't know if you've heard the rumors about him maybe getting a waiver. Shocking! He's gonna be juiced out of his mind. Yeah, he's, so I don't know. He's turned into a joke. McGregor's a joke, guys. Remember McGregor I, I, always, I always thought he was me. a joke. I always thought he was overrated, personally, but whatever. Big-time joke. Anyway, um, Chris, who you got? Yeah, I, before you uh, try to convince me to pick Barbarina, you have to give me one committed grappler that Barbarina has beaten. I mean, everybody I, – I actually would say that Barbarina 
is the best guy to pick against when he's facing grapplers because he always gets back to his feet and it always leads to more takedowns. I was surprised that uh, RDA just ran over him with the submission because generally he doesn't get some. In fact, only the second step of his career and the last one before this was like a decade ago. Now, he hasn't fought that many true submission grapplers. Kobe Covington, of course, for instance, wrestler, but it's not a real submission artist. But I can see him kind of surviving a little bit against Gunny here. Gunny is, is kind of a control grappler. As Joe sort of alluded to in the Sato fight, it took him to round three to get the sub there. Um, as long as he focuses on his submission defense, I think he was a little bit too much trying to get back to his feet, like thinking it might have been the Kobe Covington fight, but RDA is a different animal. Still, I think Gunner is going to score plenty at the price point uh, just because uh, rinse and repeat for uh, Barbarina, even if he doesn't stop himself. I think um, Gunner Nelson, I actually think this one's pretty easy. Right, next fight up, call main event time. Rafael Fiziev, 8,800. Take it on Justin. The highlight reel, Gaethje at 7,400. Line on this fight, Fiziev is minus 250. Gaethje's plus 190. Uh, did you see, uh, yet again, Gaethje saying, yeah, I use all my tools, my new planets to never get hit. Like, how many times are you going to this, recycle the same shit? You are who you are. You're going to have insane wars. Just shut up and let's let's go from there. Like, I'm tired of these fighters lying to us. Like, come on. Come come on, just just stop. Let's have a fun fight. And he's live for that reason. Uh, Fiziev's going to be good at war. I think Fiziev is a good enough striker to angle off counter and and put Gaethje on skates like Gaethje always gets put on skates. But Gaethje could clip him. I mean, it's not – Fiziev is hittable. We've seen him hit plenty of times. And, you know, clearly he has power. Just in that kind of wild striking exchange, Fiziev's going to make you pay more times than not. So uh, that's what side I am on for this fight. Chris, who you got? Yeah, and that's why you can't pick Gaethje here. I mean, Gaethje, he might run in and land some shots, but you can't pick him against a powerful, way more deep, way more quick striker. It just doesn't work. And Gaethje's never really fought anybody like this who's going to angle off, who's really going to make him pay for overextending. I mean, the closest he came was Oliveira, who kept making him pay with uh, jabs and knees and stuff, but... Even even then, it's it's nothing like the athleticism and power of Fiziev. So, yeah, I mean, the light kicks always work. The pressure always works. I'm sure Fiziev has never seen anybody like this. That counts for something. Having said that, I, you can't – there's just way too much of a skill gap to uh, to pick each year. So I'm going Fiziev round two, late round two stuff. Joe, who you got? I'm going to pick Gaethje here. Um, I uh... – I looked at the again, and again, I'm I'm maybe reaching here. I know, but I looked at the fight against Bobby Green, and I looked at the fact that if that fight went another round, I am totally convinced Bobby Green won that fight, and maybe maybe wins it by finish, right? Um, and you know, I I don't think Bobby Green hits as hard as as Gaethje does. So, if for some reason, and again, everybody asks when is Gaethje going to wrestle i'm so sick of hearing the fact that he's a collegiate wrestler he doesn't wrestle i mean if if he did i'd like his chances more but i mean what is he here 7.4k um against uh Fiziev? I, I think that should be a lot closer i think there's real value at 7.4k um you know look would i be surprised if Fiziev won no i mean but 
I, I think the value here is with the dog. I don't think, unless you think Fiziev is going to put Gaethje away, which again, I Chris does, but I don't. Um, I I kind of like the dog here at seven point four k. I like him to, you know, potentially you know to get the win here and kind of wear down um, with, with volume on Fiziev. And if he does actually, you know, go to his wrestling, which you know you, you always keep hearing rumors like he's been wrestling with Usman. You know, like this camp, like if he does go to that, I like him a hell of a lot more. Um, I'd be shocked, um, as would many people. But at 7.4K, I, I like Gaethje. I don't expect to get much of Fiziev. He's he's priced too high. Um, there's too many other fighters I like, but um, I'm going with Gaethje. All right, guys, main event time. Kamaru Usman, 8,900, taking on the champ, Leon Edwards, 7,300. Line on this fight, Usman is minus 245. Edwards plus 205. We got a nice discount on Kamaru Usman, who even last time in his loss against uh, Leon, he put up 98 points. Uh, just don't get knocked out, buddy. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Now, Leon clearly is a good, great fighter. I, I just think Kamaru is that much better and should be determined. And I think he's actually going to go and ground and pound Leon out of there. But Maybe Leon's made some adjustments. It, it's you know, I'm picking Usman. The issue here is that well, I think it's I think it's a a great fight for Usman, and the ownership Leon Edwards is going to get is making me uncomfortable in GPPs. Like I might take a stand and go underweight in cash games. I'll probably stack it up and just move on. And you know, Edwards, it's not going to hurt me in cash games because he'll be eighty percent owned in cash games, seventy eighty. Like he'll be the stack is going to be the move. So. I'm on Usman. I'm probably going to take a stand on the fight, go heavy on Usman, light on Edwards. Mm, yeah, uh, that's, that's how I have this one. Joe, who do you have? I like Usman here a fair bit. I mean, I think you're getting him at a discount. Um, you know, kind of poor. I, I don't know if I want to call it fight IQ or if the fact he just got lazy. Um, you just got caught. You just got caught. Yeah, he got caught. I mean, I, I, that's yeah, attracted. I like him. I like him here a fair bit. Um, I'll probably have a few shares of Edwards. Um, haven't decided yet if I want to stack this up in cash um, because I like, you know, Ash, Ash moves at 7.2K and Usman is, I'm sorry, Leon Edwards is more expensive than that. I may decide to go that way in cash, but, um, you know, I'll have some shares of Edwards. I mean, he's in front of the home crowd. I, I again, I guess what I don't get is I'm hearing people on, on other pods, you know, saying how they expect Edwards to be better here. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, based on what? Like, you know, if anything, he, he kind of went out and he lived the champ lifestyle. I don't, I don't begrudge him that. But, like, you know, he's, you know, I'm not saying he's not training seriously for this fight. But, you know, under what auspices would he be better? Um, in this fight than he has been in the last two, which he was really losing decisively. He lost one decisively, was losing this decisively. Um, I don't know. I, I like uh, I like Usman a lot here. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, just one thing real quick. Um, I know, like, a lot of times, I tend to just be like, oh, this guy messed up, when sometimes you just got to tip your hat. I mean, Edwards did a good thing there, and, and he deserved the win. Can he do it again is the question. And the answer, I think, is probably a resounding no. I mean, this is like, I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little, it's not exactly the same, but it's like, what if you, what if you ran back uh, McGregor versus Aldo? Does he still land the big shot in 13 seconds? Probably not, right? The thing about Edwards here, 
he gets backed up to the fence way too much. And if you do that, you're just giving Edwards the fuck because between uh, striking and grappling like seamlessly. Edwards has enough anti wrestling to make fights competitive and stop it for a round, maybe two. Third and fourth round were just was just Uzon running away because Edwards was getting tired. And uh, as long as he doesn't replicate the big shot, Usman is gonna is gonna have a big score. I I am nervous that he's so cheap because it's too inviting almost, but I can't help it. I'm gonna be almost a hundred percent on Usman. I just don't see it happening again. I, I think that this is the, – the point differential here, he could, he could put up 130 at 8,600. So, I mean, you, you have to go there. I think you have to go there. I'm on a very heavy. Like Leon, Mike Leon Edwards is a fighter, but this is just not the match for him. All right, guys, that's all we got. Let's go hot takes, hot takes, and the unexpected you think will happen at UFC 286. If you got them in chat, drop them. Let's see what you guys are working with. I can drop mine first. Dolize wins by finish. I know you guys already hate it. I don't care. Dolize finishes Marvin Vittori. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a V-metric parlay with an average V rating <laughs> of uh, 2.4. Oh um, it's going to be uh, Macedo Hardy again, and uh, King Casey. That's my V-metric parlay. It's uh, six to one. You know, the best thing about it, it's not even that funny, is how as how much it hurts it hurts Chris's insides. That's what makes me happy. <laughs> that is my you got Chris. Yeah. I can't pretend that's I'm too tired to pretend I don't hate it. Uh, okay, I am also on um party, but um for fight reasons, plus twelve hundred via submission is I like it. far, far too wide. Plus twelve hundred party. You guys are crazy. All right. I think the usual chat viewers not hanging around a little bit later start. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, watching this on replay, subscribing to the channel, and all of that good stuff. That's what we got for UFC 286, Edwards versus Usman. Guys, Green. you got this done in just slightly over an hour. This was really good. Because yeah, as a host, I'm the man. Jake, I'm going to ask for a raise. I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, Have you a are. good week. Good luck in those contests. Peace, Thanks, baby. everybody.